Welcome to the Rise and Shine podcast series with Diane McKendrick, where we discuss filling your cup, embracing financial abundance, and designing the life of your dreams. Hello, hello, and welcome. This is episode number 105 of the Rise and Shine podcast series. And today I have an extra special little surprise for everybody. I'm interviewing an incredible, amazing, insightful, wise, clever, funny lady, um, Casey Lightbody. So welcome, Casey. Diane, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) So excited. Um, So we had a quick chat before we jumped on and we decided, you know, there's so many things that we could share. Casey and I have known each other for a couple of years now, but we really wanted to bring the fun. We really wanted this to be fun and funny. It's Monday morning here. Casey, you got back late last night from Sydney, so. (laughs) Dusting off the cobwebs. (laughs) Yeah, dusting off the cobwebs and and jumping. And it's back, uh, school holidays has just finished for us. So my kids have uh, gone to school this morning. So I'm like, yes, back into routine. Um, So we hope this will be a lot of fun. We're also going to share, you know, how Casey and I met and, you know, what's possible in business when you have cheerleaders and you have friends and you can create bonds with other women who are doing amazing things in the world and how you can be inspired by them, how you can learn from them, which I definitely have from Casey. Um, And then vice versa, being able to support and nourish each other as well. So Casey, do you want to give us a quick rundown, a quick intro, who you are, what brought you here? And yeah, let us know who you are. Yeah, thanks, Diane. So I call myself a seasoned chicken. Uh, I've been around the block in marketing and business for a long time. Started off in corporate and I was a terrible employee. I absolutely hated people telling me what to do. And I'd always had this dream to start my own business. And so eventually when we immigrated to Australia, I took the plunge and I started what was a marketing consulting business. It turned into an agency really quickly. We had a team of five and I was really supporting professional service-based businesses to implement digital marketing strategies. And I I thought, fantastic. My dream had come true. I was going to have the freedom and the flexibility and the fun. And I didn't have any bosses telling me what to do. And that was totally not my reality, right? It was an absolute nightmare. And it was only then that I started my personal development journey. And I realized, first of all, how sensitive I was. And it was actually a superpower and not a a character flaw. I realized how introverted I was. And so I started to really look and start to put these puzzle pieces together and say, well, hold on a second. If this is me, there's got to be other women out there like me that don't want to follow those cookie cutter formulas, that want to lean in and create sustainable success in their businesses. And so I burnt that business to the ground because I burnt out. And I was a one of the hardest decisions that I've had to make because I poured that blood, sweat and tears into building that six-figure business, right? And so um, I burned that business to the ground. I started what is now the Quiet Collective and I have Chicken Soup for the Soul clients. I call my clients Chicken Soup for the Soul. I get up every morning. Monday morning is like, yay, I get to go to work. It's just, I love it. It's um, I, I have three sons and I call my business my baby girl, right? It's just like, I just absolutely love it. And oh, that's beautiful. I've never yeah. heard you call it your baby girl before. <laughs> Beautiful. Your yeah. child. Your My poor girl. child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get to nurture it and have fun with it. And you know, it tests me and challenges me just like kids do, right? And um, and now I get the privilege and the honor to really support introverted, highly intuitive, introspective women, really come back to themselves and tap into their quiet and actually create sustainable success from the inside out. And really um 
you know, I'm so passionate about, I believe that women are going to heal and lead the world. And if I can create that ripple effect and help a woman, just one woman transform from the inside out and create success on their terms, then they can get, it's almost like that tidal wave, right? And they get to impact their families and their communities and the community's communities and really leave our footprints in the sands of time. And so that's what I do inside the Quiet Collective now. Oh, that is so amazing. And to hear you speak of it like that is just so heart feeling because we've known each other for a couple of years now. And I think prior to meeting you and building more of a friendship and a bond, um, I was kind of fangirling you. And I know a lot of people do. Casey come to one of our events the other day. And I said to a couple of people, it was a sisterhood celebration and we had so much fun. And a couple of ladies at the end, I was like, what was your favorite part of the event? They're like, Casey Lightbody. (laughs) And I asked a couple, oh, Casey Lightbody Lightbody in person. So, you know, that's, I know you've achieved and accomplished amazing things in business. And I heard you mention, um, you know, success and how it's different for everybody. Um, So I'd love to hear your definition of success. What's Casey Lightbody's definition of success for you? Yeah, beautiful. I love that question, Diane. I think for me, um, the biggest, the, the definition of success for me is really this piece about continuing to find, to find yourself and embrace yourself and love yourself. I think that's been the biggest journey for me, apart from business success. Like we can tick all the things, right? The Amazon bestsellers and the six-figure launches and blah, 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 blah. But really at the end of it, it ultimately comes down to us. And for me, I want to live a life of joy, fulfillment, peace, connection, all of those pieces that are really, really important to me. So on a daily basis, when I can feel those feelings, and let's face it, we are, it's us and dance, right? But the more that I get to know myself, the more that I lean in and embody who I truly am, I start to feel those feelings. And that's true success for me. True success. That's why we get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> so for those, uh, those, those people that are listening now, what might be a little hint of, one, how they can, can accomplish that or get to that? Because like you said, we can tick off all the boxes in business. Um, I speak to a range of people like women just starting out in business, like with a dream and a desire. Mm -hmm. And then they've seen someone like me or you, you've got three kids. I've got, well, you've got four kids, (laughs) three (laughs) boys and a business. I've got three kids, two, a boy, a girl and a a business. And, you know, people can pedestal or they can go, oh, that's okay. Um, Casey can do that. I know I did that at the beginning of business and people are doing that to us. I said, that's Casey or that's Diane. It's easy for them. Mm -hmm. Like what, tips could you give them or insights on really cultivating and feeling that sense of fulfillment and joy every single day because it comes very naturally to us both of us now but it hasn't always been like that there was a time where we were like doing the hard yards and being really hard on ourselves. and I know personally I can slip back into that if I'm not getting the external results there's a piece and part of me that just asks well am I worthy am I valuable am I making a difference if I can't see it in the people and uh, the external around me so what's your thoughts on that yeah absolutely oh gosh so many so many things here because again as an ambitious high achieving type a person who is very in the masculine energy driven by all these results and the external validation it was something that really I've had to I've had to practice on the daily right and so there's a couple of things that I think are huge here the first thing is Um, starting to understand that self-centeredness 
is the biggest gift that you can give yourself and everybody else around you. So for the longest time, I had this view of myself that I was selfish, right? And when I started to actually see that the more that I poured, I, caught, I, got, I heard this term from one of my mentors, the banker meter, right? The more that we can actually put things into our bank, the more that we can actually give out, right? And so I started to actually think about, okay, well, what are those things that I can put into the bank meter that really feel fun to me? What lights me up? You know, we ha- we've been having this exchange um, in our per- in messenger, and I was like, oh, that's so interesting because I was just burn- journaling on this just the other day, you know? And for me, I'm Pisces, I love the water. And so for me to drive 40 minutes to go and walk by the beach is one of the biggest gifts that I can give myself. And so I try and do that three or four times a week now. Uh, I'll drive, typically I try and tie it in with the kids, uh, dropping off at school, and I'll go and walk by the beach. And that is my spiritual practice now. That is me filling up my bucket. And so that's one of the things, start to actually think about, okay, what is it that you truly want? What's fun for you? And start to put them into your calendar, actually make dates with yourself so that you can actually do that. And the second thing that I learned to die was this piece around, um, well, I'll share with you my kind of health and wellness journey, right? And for the longest time, I was putting that at the bottom of the pile, like everything else came ahead of my health and wellness. And, you know, we, I had a bit of a health scare and going up for surgery. But one of the things that I realized was I've got to get healthy, right? And so I made this, um, one of our mentors actually, well, this is a really funny story and I'll tell you it because, you know, this is what happens, right? I've been working with a mentor for the whole of last year. And she said to me, Casey, because uh, I really wanted to carry on working with her, right? And she said, Casey, I'm not going to work with you anymore. And I was like, what? I'm getting fired by my own coach. She says, yes, I'm sick of the excuses. <clears throat> I was like, oh my gosh, that's really harsh to hear, right? And I was like, okay, tell me what I need to do. She says, it's really simple. You need to make a decision, Casey. You make it, need to make a decision. And I was like, okay. So at the beginning of the year, I made a decision. I'm going to put health and wellness at the mind as my number one priority. Um, and that is all I'm going to focus on. And so it was the decision die. Then it was the um, the devotion to that, right? So I was being really devoted to my health and wellness. So what did that look like from a nutritional perspective, from a spiritual perspective, from a mental perspective, from a physical perspective, all of those things, right? What did that look like? And then it was the daily discipline. And so I downloaded a little app because again, I tick the boxes. I like ticking things off the boxes. So I had a little app and I would track my progress and actually see my streaks start to go up and up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And the more that I practiced it, the more I started to feel better. I lost all this weight. I've slept, you know, sleeping better than I've ever slept in my life. Got so much more energy, so much, so much happier. Right. And so that was another thing around that really shifted for me was that decision, discipline and daily devotion to those things. Um, And I think the only other thing to add to this is to always come in with a mood of curiosity. I think that's that's one of the things that I've really noticed about myself and maybe something that. Um, especially for those who kind of just starting out in business, perhaps, or really looking to, well, what is it that, what is it? I remember one of my mentors said, what is, what is fun for you? And I said, I looked at her, I said, oh, I've got no idea. I didn't actually even know because I was so in the doing that I didn't actually even know what fun was for me. And so having that mood of curiosity sprinkled throughout your day and throughout your week style has really been something that's helped me both in life and in business.
Yeah, wow. So I'm taking notes as you're speaking as well. (laughs) If people are wanting to make a change, and this is for women um, in business or in their personal life, whether they're just starting out in business or well-established business owners, millionaires and multimillionaires, you can sort of use this in any area of your life. So making a decision. So as people are listening now, you all know that thing that's lingering in the back and lurking in the back of your mind, like whether it's your health, whether it's your relationship, whether it's like just getting off your butt and starting to take action in your business, whether you are, and this is a a trait that I notice in successful business women that I've met uh, up until recently, there seems to be a time where we stop having fun. All of a sudden it gets really serious and really focused and we're just, you know, getting in there and making everything happen. So maybe it is fun. Maybe it's a devotion and a decision to have fun. So deciding. And I'd like mm-hmm. to invite everybody, all the listeners listening now to make a decision on the thing that they want to change in their life. So more fun, health, fitness, relationships. It could be anything, more money, more impact, um, connection to yourself and the nurturing like we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just simply decide. And then, like you said, Casey, devote yourself to it whatever that looks like for you. So you mentioned, you know, waking up every day and thinking about it and tracking things and feeling excited about it and then doing your daily discipline. Like once again, whatever that is for you. And I think similarly, that's what I do with my health and fitness. It's always been one of my highest priorities, but it can wax and wane. The busier I get and the more things that start to happen, I always have to bring myself back to center. Mm. And I feel like, you know, as we can set those daily disciplines when you do fall off the wagon even if it's um, school holidays there's lots of things that can sort of appear or the perception that we've fallen off the wagon it can be the trigger to get you back on and I know Tony Robbins talks talks about it like having an outstanding um, it's like outstanding standard so then Mm. when you do slip a little bit it's not really that terrible it's just like oh okay and I'm what I would consider unhealthy now was, would be to have a cheese and tomato toasted sandwich, which I do once every six months on a rainy day when I feel like it. Whereas that used to be my staple. That used to be my normal. And now I'm like, right. oh, my gosh. So true. It's I such a it. comparison piece. It's so, so interesting. And then, yeah, I think, Casey, something I've noticed about you too is the curiosity. And a part of the reason we get along so well is like I'm always curious, no matter what I've achieved, what I'm working through, I'm just so deeply curious. I'm curious about what's happening externally. I'm, ex- I'm curious about myself. I'm curious about every thought that conscious thought that comes in my head. And then I wonder what's under that. And I wonder what's under that. And I wonder what's under that. And sometimes it can send me around in spins, but I don't think I'd have it any other way. Like if I had to pick one thing, I think it's a curiosity piece that is, that has got both of us or played a big part in getting both of us where we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Diane. That's what I tell my clients too, right? Again, I am a huge advocate of, Um, not following cookie cutter formulas right because every single one of us is different and so we don't have all the answers as business coaches as life coaches we don't have all the answers but our job is to or my job this is what I feel is my job is to guide you to come back to yourself to feel what's in alignment with you right find those things that are in alignment because business is one big fat experiment as far as I'm concerned right none of us know the answers and so when we can come up and be experimental and actually then use the numbers as the mirror into what's actually happening in our business. So we have that mood of curiosity and then we look at the numbers, then we can join the dots and say, okay, well, now I can see this little thing works. So let's dial this up, turn the volume up, team on this. Okay, I can see that this isn't working. 
let's not be attached to this because we put our blood, sweat and tears into it and be okay with letting that peace go as well, yeah. as well, right? So and that's something yeah. I love about you. You really blend the best of both worlds, like the curiosity and, you know, the playfulness and uh, I guess the spiritual sense of business. And then you back that up with the numbers. And like mm-hmm. you said, not getting attached to things. It's just about what's what's working, what's not working, what feels good. Because then there's other things that can happen where you might get the numbers, we might get the six-figure launch, but if you really feel into your body, it doesn't feel good or it's tiring or it's exhausting or it's emptying your cup. And I've seen you change directions a few times, like with this deep trust in your body, deeply trusting uh, what your body is telling you and what you are, your body's guiding you backed up by the numbers and then being able to form a really well, um, well well-informed outcome of what you're deciding and, and the path that you're taking. Yeah, so huge, right? And this is another piece that I think, um, you know, I feel like I'm still got my training wheels on with this um, because it's it's so new to me. But honestly, for the first 45 years of my life, I felt like I was cut off from the neck down, right? I didn't mm. actually feel my body, didn't feel those emotions. What did it actually feel like in my body? And you're so right, you know, like as you come back and start to lean in and actually trust that piece of yourself it's that whole way of being right and so when you start to trust that those are the markers right that's the intuition that's the quiet so around the quiet collective yes we serve quiet women who are introverted and sensitive and um, introspective and all that kind of stuff but really the deeper meaning behind quiet is tapping into yourself right and we've got to do that again with that curiosity of watching our thoughts but at the same time paying attention to all all of what's going on in us to be to understand okay what feels good what feels icky what feels you know and that's that's what comes with not following cookie cutter formulas it's because when we're so new in business we're like well just follow this and try this thing because it seems to be working for someone else but we don't trust ourselves right and so it's this piece around coming back and saying okay let me lean in i'll try something this feels fun to me okay and do I like it? Don't I like it? Does it work for me? Doesn't it work for me, right? And I think you you heard the story about me um, starting the business where I had this belief because as an introvert, I loved to read. So I had this limiting belief that as an introvert, I should be good at writing too. And it used to, I used to spend hours writing blog posts, like literally hours writing blog posts. And this is back in the day, right? And I would never get any traction and it was soul destroying for me. And, you know, I sat down one day again, sat down at the desk and I was like, mm, what is it that I love to do? Well, I actually love to chat. Even as an introvert, I do love to chat, right? I'm like, mm, I'm going to start a podcast. And so I started this podcast and I'd been in a mastermind at the time with a really big influencer at the time. And I met some amazing people inside of that um inside of that mastermind and one of those one of those people was a woman by the name of Jamie Masters and Jamie had her own podcast called The Eventual Millionaire where she interviewed people like Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, like all these really big names and I was like 
I don't know, call me like naive or ambitious or whatever. But I reached out to Jamie. I said, hey, Jamie, I'm starting my podcast. Will you be my first guest? And I remember being absolutely terrified. And she said, no problem. And she was just the most gracious guest. And I bumbled my way through that first podcast die and podcast interview. But I started getting markers and I started interviewing some really amazing people. And they kept on giving me that feedback. Casey, you're really good at interviewing. I've never asked, been asked those questions before. And so there's my mark about curiosity, right? It's like, hmm, okay, so I really love this. So eventually I flexed my courage muscle and I was like, okay, I'm going to launch my first summit. And so that's when I first hosted my first summit. Amy Porterfield was our virtual keynote speaker. We had 4,000 women through that summit. It was amazing, but I couldn't have done that without that mood of curiosity, right? And, and actually testing stuff and saying, hmm, what feels good to me? I'm going to follow this little breadcrumb, yeah? Yeah, wow. I think that's such a beautiful example of like curiosity and feeling what feels good and not following what everybody else is doing. Because I even noticed with myself, I don't, similar to you, I do not like being told what to do. I do not want a boss. (laughs) True, right? That's rebels. (laughs) But often often when I'm like coming up with new ideas, I'm looking, well, this works for her or that's worked for them or like my perception of what's happening out there. But it's about coming home and listening to what feels good to me. And then you've had all that beautiful experience and success and meeting all those people by, like you said, flexing that courage muscle, noticing what feels really good, and then taking inspired action, even though it might, may have felt scary. I just did it. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I wanted to comment on this around coming back kind of full circle around the decision making too, right? Because this is something that I've really noticed is that we put off making a decision because we don't fear the unknown. We fear letting go of the known, right? And so this is this piece where it feels like this cozy comfort blanket, this cozy blanket, this cozy blanket of our comfort zone. It's like, mm, if I make that decision, I'm going to be letting go of this and I don't know what's out there, right? And so that's a big piece is that part of it, that making the decision is the ickiness, the uncomfortable, the discomfort, the itchiness, the scratchiness of moving through it, right? And there's no way around it. Everybody that's listening, we've got to go through it (laughs) to get to the other side too, right? And who knows what's on the other side? All sorts of magic is possible, right? I just, I was literally thinking that this morning about decision-making. I was thinking about decision-making because I was one of my clients is the best decision-maker I've ever met. And she is just, even in six months working with her, she just makes a decision like this so quick. And she's very successful in, in life and business in all the ways that we talked about, plus financially. And I just noticed it over the weekend and I was like, well, am I good at decision-making? And my brain was like, no, you're shit at it. You're terrible at it. And gave me a really hard time. And then I paused for a second was like, hold on, what does my life actually demonstrate rather than that little voice inside my head telling me, nah, you're bad, you're rubbish, you've got to practice it, you've got to get better at it, uh, which is, which can be sort of a pattern I run. Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, I've written two books. I have started a business from the ground up, similar to you, from scratch, from nothing, from an idea. Right. My life demonstrates, my business demonstrates that even if I give myself a hard time and I may not be as good at her, as, as another lady or as efficient, that I do trust my body and I can make decisions and everybody can and everybody is, everybody listening to this. If you look at the areas of your life that you value and that are important to you, you will make decisions efficiently, effectively and quickly. Mm -hmm. And then this piece Casey is talking about with 
um, having the courage to push through the into into the unknown because we don't make the decision because we feel comfortable more comfortable in what we know than what we don't know then you just look at where you do do it well because I can guarantee there is somewhere you make decisions well and it's because you value that area of your life and then model it over. Then you have your blueprint to make decisions in business if business isn't your highest priority or in health if health isn't in your your highest priority. So we've all got the answers within, haven't we, Casey? Uh, 1,000% today. 1,000%. I love it. Um, So if anybody's wanting to follow along or work with you, Casey, where can they follow you? Where can they find you? Yes. So my website is www.quietcollective.com.au or we have got a beautiful, cosy corner on interwebs called the Introverted Women in Business Facebook group. So come in there. I call it my cosy corner sanctuary. And um, you can connect with me there or on all the socials as well. Yeah. And then as we have a real live in flesh events, you can come and attend some of those as well and meet people yes. in person. Yes. So keep an eye out um, for Casey Casey's listeners that may be listening to this and want to reach out to Michelle or I, those two sisters, uh, same idea. We have our website, which is www.thosetwosisters.com and also our Facebook group, which is Time to Shine. Those two sisters, Time to Shine. So yeah, come along, play along. We'll keep you all updated with the next in-person event where you can come and meet, you know, possibly me and Casey together and Michelle and some incredible other amazing women in the flesh. I think, um, how do you feel, Casey, being an introvert coming to live events? How do you manage that? Or have you got any uh, tips on other introverted women? Because I'm introverted as well and I hold events and I get up and, and speak in front of a lot of people, as do you. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? How do you move through that? Yeah, I love that question too, Di. So actually I love in-person events. Uh, as much as I love my, this is my, my safe space, my office, yeah. <laughs> and I love being in, in it. But I also love being in person and really because connection is such a huge value for me, right? And I get and I find being in person, you can really, really foster that connection much more quickly. So I love in-person events. However, when I'm peopling too much, I get really exhausted. So I reach when you're, much, what was that? When, you're, when I'm peopling too much. So when oh, I'm peopling, peopling, yeah, when I have when I'm with people too much, then I get really exhausted because I recharge on my own, right? In true introvert style. And so what I do when I'm well, when I'm whenever I'm with people, I will always factor in some pre-charge time. So that is some white space before the event or before any anything where I'm going to be around people. I'll have some downtime to just kind of gather my thoughts and just be with myself and top up my own bucket, right? And then I will have recharge time. So again, depending on the length of the length of time for the event, I will always factor in some time to myself um, after the event too. So even with the kids and the family, so I'm in a house full of boys and men, right? Um, but everybody knows that on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon, generally, um, between one and three is my time. And I disappear into my bedroom with a book or a Netflix movie or whatever it is, and no interruptions, right? My friends don't call me at that time. Everybody knows that's my time to kind of recharge and so I do that religiously just to recharge my energy right time even when you're away with us on yeah. retreats and stuff Casey exactly right. <laughs> it goes stage right from one to three goes right. and and yeah. I think that's beautiful and that's that's a real embodiment and a really great demonstration of devotion 
like absolutely like you said unless you fill your own cup up you can't be filling everybody else's absolutely absolutely (laughs) so knowing that you're an introvert was there like a defining moment for all of those people that might just you know women in business that might be feeling exhausted and scattered and might simply just be an an introvert living an extrovert life because I know that happened for me for a really long time because my sister who I look up to and, and obviously model a lot is a true extrovert like she gets filled up by being around people so for a really long time I was feeling as though what's wrong with me? Because I watched Michelle and she just comes alive when she's around people. And and likewise, I do, but I needed that time before and after. So anybody that, you know, some um, insights for people that may be introverts and not know it yet, like what was your defining moment of like, oh my gosh, this is just who I am. Yeah, this is huge, Diane, because again, I was a pretend extrovert for much of my life, right? I really, and you know, again, I love being around people, but I couldn't understand why I felt so, I felt that exhaustion, right? And so it was only in business. This was why I say business, being in business is one of the biggest personal development journeys that will go on aside from parenting, because it was this moment in time when I realized, hold on a second, I was doing all the things that I should be doing, Mark myself right so I was following those kind of formulas and I remember walking into an event to go networking and it was a speed networking there was some speed networking sounds like my worst nightmare oh my gosh it was my worst nightmare I walked in there and you know when you just blasted by this noise as you walk in and I was I wasn't prepared for it right and so I was like oh this was just so full on and you know all the business cards shoved in my face and talk 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 and then move on and my my ears were ringing and I just felt horrendous afterwards and so I came back to the office I was like hold on a second what was going on like what was going on there for me and that's when that was the moment that I realized hold on a second it's I'm really sensitive to, that was the sensitivity piece. I'm really sensitive to noise and loud, like loud music and lights and all that kind of stuff. So that was the first marker. And then I started exploring personality traits and I took the Myers Briggs personality trait. And that was the thing that's like, oh, I'm actually introverted and I'm sensitive. And so that's when I started doing a lot of exploring around, okay, well, what does introversion actually mean? And, you know, I'm on a crusade to change the dictionary definition of that because it's all about being a shy wallflower and that's completely not who we are, right? <laughs> um, but it was really that that moment in time, that speed network event was when I started to really start to unpack what's going on for me here. Yeah. yeah, right. And so can you share your definition of it? Because I think there is some stigma attached to introverts and those of us who might um, classify ourselves or... Um, observe ourselves as an introvert that comes with a whole bunch of subconscious things that we are a wolf out and it means this 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 for me prior to learning about myself meant that I couldn't be around people or if I did I fumbled and I flailed and yeah it was all this stuff that just really wasn't true so what's your you know you said you're on a crusade to really change the definition of of it and I saw you go through a massive aha moment at one of the conferences we with when I think you had that moment as well it's like oh wow it doesn't mean I'm quiet and I don't take action I mean that can can be the case but what is what is Casey Lightbody's definition of an introvert yeah so an introvert for me is how we actually recharge from an energy management perspective and it's also how we process the world 
Yeah. So really looking at those pieces for ourselves and saying, okay, there's not some, it's not a character flaw. Like this is the biggest thing for me is that I think, as you said, there's so many perceptions about what introversion really truly is. And I was horrified when I read in a dictionary definition, the word narcissist came up. Can you believe it? And I was like, wow. <laughs> what the hell? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And so this piece around really starting to understand, okay, it's how I process the world. So again, for so many of us, we deep thinkers, right? We are very um, deep thinkers, deep feelers. And so I often say I've got multiple tabs open in my head at one time. And sometimes my words don't come out as articulately as I'd like because I've got so many thoughts going on in my head. But again, what a gift that is for us, right? Yeah. Because again, we have that mood of curiosity because we're such deep thinkers. Yeah. So starting to shift the way that, that the way that we process things process the world there's not it's not anything wrong with us yes. it's actually our greatest gift mm. yeah and so anyone listening to this that may want to start a business or be already in business and you consider yourself an uh, introvert that doesn't mean that you can't be a businesswoman a very savvy clever and successful one at that so don't let the old definitions of what we've been taught as little kids define who you are once again, trust your own body and you get to choose how you show up in the world. You get to choose to know yourself better on how to fill yourself up so you can come out, you know, beaming and making such a difference in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, one more thing before we go, Casey, you mentioned earlier you've done a fair bit of interviewing yourself and something I've also noticed about you is your ability to ask really clever questions, like the questioning piece. So do you want to um, share with us some of the questions you regularly ask yourself, whether it's like health, business, you know, some of those really cleverly um, put together questions that can help people get deeper, deeper, deeper. And I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> you're, there, so, you're so putting me on the spot here, Dad. This is hilarious. You do it so naturally. And that's why I kept talking for a little longer because I can see your brain ticking over. But even if you don't think, it'll just come to you like because you're doing it all the time and you've done it to me as well as, you know, we've been chatting. You've just offered a you know, literally in eight words, Casey's changed my life because it's just been this question. I was like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> I know, I love this. And this is, again, what a great message, Di, I think, too, because um, this is feedback that I get all the time from my clients um, is you, 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 how do they put it? It's almost like they, you see me and can unpack stuff for me in a way that I have never been able to and pack it before, right? And so for me, I'm always thinking, I'm putting myself in other people's shoes. So it's almost like I'm taking myself out of my me, <laughs> if this is making sense. This is all these tabs open in the top. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's all, it's all the tabs coming out. Yeah, trying to articulate this, right? And it's saying, okay, who, like, who am I? What do I really want? Is this filling me up? How can I be better? Is this the best that it gets? Those are the questions that I kind of ask myself, right? Because, I'm, I'm, again, I'm really practicing this piece about being very present and practicing, okay, how can I feel more joy, fulfillment, connection in the present moment? But also thinking about, okay, there's more. There's always more, right? So it's being present and happy and content in the moment, but also thinking but okay, well, what else is possible for me? Yes, if this so is what's possible cultivate. now, how yeah. can I how can I cultivate it? Exactly right, yes. right? While being happy and fulfilled and joyful in the moment. Correct. But something I've learned in business is when we come from an energetic of celebration, of gratitude, of fulfillment, of joy, and create the next thing, 
The next thing is often, you know, full of gratitude and celebration and joy. If I'm sitting in lack and scarcity and not good enough, which is I did for a really long time and I can still flick into there, Mm -hmm. then the next thing I create has that weaved in it as well. So this this questioning piece is really powerful and just the questions that you mentioned then, if you're listening, I'm going to go back and listen to this and answer those questions as well because the answers will change as you evolve and grow and get, get deeper insight into yourself and your business and your health and your relationships. And so a question I've been asking myself recently is like, what is my health asking of me? Mm-hmm. What is my business asking of me? And then, you know, words like when I did this recently with my business, it's like, it's asking for this deep maturity now that I hasn't been there. And I've sort of like, I was a baby chicken running around with my head cut off and getting everything yeah. done and working really hard. But when I ask myself, what is my business asking of me right now? Um, yeah, this deep wisdom and maturity came through and, and, and so many insights. So I love yeah. that, Di. I love that. And actually a little tool that just came up too. Where's my, give me a second. I want to show you. So this is something that I've started to, I don't know if we're on video or whether this is a podcast. Is this audio or is this video? It'll be both. Both, okay. So I bought this little book. It's an A5 book. And I started this uh, about six months ago too, um, where again, when we're so busy in the doing and we forget to be in the being, it's really hard to actually think about those questions, right? And so I started and I got this little A5 book and I write on one page, I am a success because and on the other side of the page I write I celebrate and acknowledge myself for and it's been so interesting to witness this journey that I've been on over the last six months around really leaning into um, how my energies shifted as a result of doing this exercise on a daily basis. It's really become a ritual for me, right? And I bought that little A5 because, again, high achiever, I didn't want to overcommit to, to an A4, right? So I bought like a little A5. <laughs> and if I need to, I'll do a few pages of it, right? But it's really this piece. And so when you start to notice, it's the little things, right, Di, that you start to notice around success and celebration. And when you can energetically raise that vibe, everything shifts. And that's where I think for me, yes, we've been incredibly successful from a numbers perspective over the last few months. But one of those, and I really put one of those things down to this exercise that I've been doing on a daily. So it's an A5 book. And the first question on one side of the page is, I am a success because, because yes. and then answering that for yourself. And then the, on the other side of the page, I celebrate and acknowledge myself for. For. Yeah, wow. So write that down, guys. If you got, haven't got your A5 little journal, get one. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> this is a cute little pale pink. Yeah, color. all brand colors, right? Yes. All brand colors. <laughs> and I think once again, these are the things like we want to be out in the industry making big moves and being noticed for things and making a, an impact and a shift and a change. But it's always been my belief, limiting or not, that it is the small things that we choose to do like this or we choose not to do every single day and the bits and pieces, the things we choose to do and not do that social media doesn't see, mm, you know, if you yes. go for a walk just to put it on social media, you can do this just to put it on social media, but the real magic is happening on the things that you are committing and dedicating to yourself that you'll show up and do or not do every single day, because it's not always about doing in my growth. I've noticed, and I'd love to hear your interpretation of this too, Casey, your experience of this is sometimes I've got to stop something. Sometimes I've got to say no. 
because I've been taught earlier on in business opportunity. You say yes, you say yes, you say yes. So I said yes for many years. And then I got to a point, I was like, hold on a second. I need to call a boundary here. Or I need to say no. Or this thing seems really um, exciting and fresh and new and like it might help me make a leap, but it's not feeling good in my body. So really honoring that no as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so many lessons and all of that. Again, as a, a recovering people pleaser who said yes to everything, this was a huge lesson for me to actually say no. And that no is a full sentence. Yes. <laughs> no full stop. <laughs> there just need to be a whole list of excuses and reasons and justifications off the back of that. Right. And so for me, what I've learned is the more that we say no, the more space we make for yeses and mm. truly aligned yeses. Yeah, truly aligned yeses. That is very wise. Thank you for the reminder. Mm. <laughs> so I'd love to uh, throw an invitation out there to the listeners right now. Choose a no. Choose a no full stop. In your life, somewhere in your life right now, your health, your business, your relationships, your finances, whatever it is, choose a no and say no full stop and then hold it. Just hold you know and notice, like Casey said, how much space that creates for your aligned yes, that feels good, that makes life um, more joyous, more fun, fulfilled. Yeah, so much power in the no, isn't there? So much power, huge, absolutely huge. And again, a practice, right? So again, I love it, that, that power of the pause because you'll also notice what comes up for you as you actually pause with that no and notice all the limitations that come up because you now you can start to unpack all of that too. Right? Yeah, now you've got, because you said no, you've got more time to do it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for saying yes to us and yes to yourself and sharing your message and your business um, and your success, your heartfelt and wholesome success. I really value our friendship and um, just want to let you know how much I love you and adore you and cheering from you. I was going to say from the sidelines, but I'm in there with you, like cheering, not just from the sidelines, but in there, just getting to do this together. And that's one of my favorite things is supporting other women's business and, you know, watching you evolve and grow and mature with your business. And yeah, so thank you so much for your time today. And you're so very welcome. And the feeling's mutual, Di. Thank you so much. And 100% I love and adore you both too. And I think it's really important um, to understand that we are not lone wolves in business, that we actually need supportive sisterhood more than anything, right? We need a tribe to raise businesses, to raise families. And so having that support of you both means the world too. We are totally not on the sidelines. We're in the arena getting our faces dirty together, right? Oh, I love it. So if anyone wants to jump in the arena and cheer from within the four walls with us, creating and doing amazing things, you're welcome to join us. Go to Casey's website, my website, um, or our Facebook groups, and uh, we'll hopefully see you all at a live event soon. Thank you very much, everybody. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you are ready to take your life, your business, your relationships, your finances to the next level, I personally invite you over to my Facebook page. Those two sisters, time to shine. Over there is where we have all the Tuesday tool tips, so much amazing information and a beautiful community of like-minded people making a massive difference in the world. If you are ready to up-level your life, I'll see you over there.